And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome back. I'm Tom Laurie. Our guest mentor this week is Hector Colon president and CEO of Lutheran Social Services of Wisconsin and Upper Michigan, and the author of From the Boxing Ring to the Boardroom. LLS is an 800-person strong nonprofit agency that is focused on building healthy communities filled with people using their God-given gifts to serve. Prior to his role at LSS, Hector logged in three decades as a public servant. Hector has been honored by being named Nonprofit Executive of the Year by BizTimes Media, Hispanic Man of the Year, and most recently as a notable minority leader. Hector, thank you for joining me as our guest mentor today, and welcome to The Mentors. And let's get started. From what I understand, you had a pretty pain-filled childhood. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, first, uh, thank you very much, Tom, for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, so I, I grew up in a neighborhood that where people with the color of my skin uh, were not wanted, uh, specifically by one family, an individual, his name was Adam, uh, didn't want me in his neighborhood and hit me in the face, called me a spick and the N-word and told me to get out of his neighborhood. And so it was really tough uh, growing up in that environment. That's that incident, uh, after that incident, I went home crying and my, I went and saw my father and he said, what happened? Get the paso. And I repeated what happened. And it was that day that he said he was going to take me to the boxing gym so that I can learn how to defend myself. How old were you at the time? I was nine years old. And when you think about that, I know we're going to get into more of this, but when you think about that incident, does it, does it still feel like something that happened yesterday? It doesn't feel necessarily like it happened yesterday, but it was a, it was a crucial moment in my life. You know, it was one where I felt hugely embarrassed. I felt um, disregarded. Um, you know, I clearly wasn't liked. And so all of those feelings were really strong uh, back when it happened. Uh, but now I say I'm so thankful uh, to that experience because it is that experience that took me to the boxing ring, which I believe ultimately led me to the boardroom. Well, I, I kind of identify with what you went through a little different because I'm not Puerto Rican. But I have uh, Italian blood and I tend to be uh, on the dark side. And when I was in fourth grade, we were having a play and I wanted to be the lead. And the gal that was going to be the lead gal looked at me and she said, your hands are so dark. I don't want you to be my lead. And I remember going home and spending hours washing my hands, thinking I could get rid of the pigment. But I got to tell you, that stuck with me. Uh, I still think back on that. I can't say that it took me into boxing, but it, uh, (laughs) but I I can, I I can identify with that. And also I grew up in the North side of Chicago and Northern suburbs and being Catholic, which I am Mm -hmm. uh, was something also where there was some bias in our town uh, and we were called names and things. So uh, bias is something, unfortunately, is part of human nature, and uh, I don't know if we'll ever get rid of it, but it is there, but you've responded. So you you also came, your dad uh, certainly got you into boxing, but your dad left home, didn't he? Yeah, so when I was uh, 12 years old, my mother and father ended up uh, getting a divorce, and he moved back to Puerto Rico. He always loved Puerto Rico, always wanted to go back to Puerto Rico, but it really was the result of the divorce that led him back. And it was really hard for me as a child, um, not having my father, 
You know, when my father was home, uh, he was a good father. He got me involved in baseball and boxing, and we played basketball together, watched the games together. I mean, he was an active father, and he was a good father. But when he left to Puerto Rico, he was completely gone. Uh, no money, no calls. And so as a young child growing up, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of negative influences, drugs and gangs permeated my surroundings. And, uh, you know, as a, as a young teenager, you need a father. But again, I'm thankful to boxing because boxing provided me with that structure. And also Israel Acosta, who they call Shorty, who's really a giant uh, in my life and a giant in this community that was really stepped in kind of like a second father and a father role figure for me. And when did you find out that you had a vicious left hook? <laughs> well, I, I recall my coach right away when I was nine years old, put me in front of the mirror and started showing me some boxing combinations. And right away, he told my father, your son is a natural, he's gonna become a champion. And of course, at that time, I wasn't really interested in boxing. I was, in fact, I was a little intimidated and I always liked baseball. I wanted to pursue that, but he kept encouraging me. And I think by the time I was 11 years old, where I won my first national title, that's when I knew I was good. When I was, uh, when I won back-to-back -back Junior Olympic National Championships, uh, when I was 14 and 15, that's when I knew I was gifted. Um, so it was really at when I was 15 is I knew I was gifted. I was, I, I appeared on the books with some of the greatest to ever, ever graced the ring. People like Thomas Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard and Mike Tyson, uh, those kind of individuals. So it was really at that point, at, I think at 15, when I knew I was gifted. And I noticed that you got Muhammad Ali uh, on your wall back there. So everybody can pay attention to that. So yeah. your mother was then a single parent uh, and you had a sister that had some challenges as well, didn't you? Yeah, my mother uh, is a great mother. So she has a seventh grade education. When my father left, I never heard her complain. She worked two and sometimes three jobs to support the family. And not only did she just support the family, but we would bring in homeless people and my sister had severe persistent mental illness and co-occurring drug and alcohol addiction. So there was lots of challenges relating to her life that uh, my mom just really did so much to serve my sister, to serve others in the community. Uh, so I really learned this humble, gracious heart that my mother has and really her humble servant leadership. And that has really influenced me in my life and how I approach my leadership uh, to this day. And you learned some lessons as well from your sister, didn't you, in terms of her uh, trying to overcome her addiction? Absolutely. You know, when, when it really mattered, so my daughter uh, was born, Angelis, and my, my sister wanted to see Angelis, and my mother told her, unless you stop taking drugs and start adhering to treatment, you're not going to be able to see Angelis. And that's what really did it for her. My sister was in and out of jail, in and out of the psychiatric hospital, just, just not a stable life until my, my daughter was born because she wanted to see my daughter so bad and, and wanted to be a part of her life. So it was at that moment that I saw self-control and temperance. And, uh, and that's a valuable lesson that is part of my book, one of the virtues I talk about and I really learned that from my sister. Well, we're going to come back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Hector Colon, LLSC CEO and University of Wisconsin Regent. He has been sharing his journey from the boxing ring to the boardroom. The Mentors is now in its fifth year. Go to our website, thementorsradio.com, to listen to past shows. When you're there, subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. Again, thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio Show. Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. 
At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of Bulletproof founder, Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus, like it did for me. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. Feelgreat.vip to learn more. Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Naur. I'm a certified business and life coach, helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of Balance 6. Money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to Balance 6, to nurture yourself and your relationships, and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel, and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago. But I assure you, my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Moore, and I'm with this week's guest mentor, Hector Colon who is president and CEO of Milwaukee-based Lutheran Social Services of Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. Hector was brought in to lead LSS. After it had missed its budget for four consecutive years, he succeeded in turning around a multi-million dollar deficit into a multi-million dollar surplus. We'll talk a little bit about that turnaround. Remember, you can also listen to this show or any previous show via podcast and iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and more on any device at any time. Subscribe at TheMentorsRadio.com. So we talked about your move into boxing, and your life changed dramatically. You won some championships, and we heard you had a vicious left hook. I guess that was your hallmark, right? Are you a lefty? I'm not a lefty. Uh, so I, I, I hit hard with both hands, but I have knocked out people with, with the right hand and knocked them out with the left as well. So you're ambidextrous in many ways when it comes to <laughs> boxing, aren't you? Yes, yes. So when, now, did the boxing continue as you met your soon-to-be bride and then wife? Yeah, so I, I, I was... Um, I stopped boxing right around the time I met her. So I was actually in discernment uh, if I should continue with the sport of boxing uh, right when I met her. And did she play any role in that discernment? You know, she was very supportive of me. Um, uh, She didn't necessarily care too much for boxing, but she didn't try to steer me away from it. Um, And she knew that, I was praying and I was contemplating and trying to make the right decision that I felt was the best thing to do at that point in time. So I would just say that she encouraged me along to pray and and discern and make the right decision. And what was the catalyst that uh, led to the pivot out of boxing? Yeah, so if I backtrack, so I lost in the Olympic trials. I was favored to go to Barcelona, Spain in 1992 as their welterweight. And I was so excited. I was 19 years old. I heard about the big time promoters that they were going to offer all this money. And I stepped into the ring and I was distracted and I wasn't focused mind, body and spirit for that fight. And as I talk about this, there's still that little pinch in the heart because I was not prepared and, and uh, I lost. And when I lost, I was just absolutely devastated. I wasn't hearing from those big time promoters about making the millions of dollars. And I was no longer going to Barcelona, Spain, 
So I was hurting and I was searching. And on December 27, 1992, I went to Holy Hill and bought my first Bible. Uh, and on that day, I gave my life to Christ. Six months later, the guy that robbed me of my Olympic dreams, this time I, I fight him again. It was on cable television. And I knocked him out in the first round for the U.S. championship. After that, I was on front cover of USA Boxing Magazine, inside cover of Sports Illustrated. And I did, the promoters did start coming back and wanting to talk to me. But I ended up uh, continuing to read the scriptures. And there's one scripture in particular, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, where it talks about we're temples of the Holy Spirit. What we do to ourselves, we do unto God. And it was that scripture that kind of convicted me. And I ended up not feeling comfortable getting into that ring and hurting another temple, as well as hurting my own temple, because it's inevitable in the sport of boxing, you will get hurt. So that's really the story of in this particular scripture that led me away. And when you pivoted, you then went into uh, social service. Well, actually, you went, you went and got a degree, uh, I believe. Yep. Tell us a little bit about the transition. Yeah, so I was really 20 years old when I went back to school. And I started off, I had to take an entrance exam, and I scored embarrassingly low. I had to take basic arithmetic and study courses, and I was embarrassed. And uh, But I worked really hard. I ended up uh, getting into the occupational therapy program at UWM. I graduated with honors. I got a 3.83 for my master's degree. And I was the only student in my class to publish my thesis in the American Journal of Occupational Therapy. And so I worked really hard. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. This is Tom Laurie. We are with a nonprofit turnaround pro and author of From the Boxing Ring to the Boardroom, Hector Colon. Okay, you've made your switch, you've gone to school. Now you're, and we don't wanna spend a lot of time on the public service, you spent a lot of time in public service, but let's switch gears to what you're doing with uh, Lutheran uh, Services in Wisconsin. And how did you end up in that job? Yeah, so prior- and You ended up as, you came in as CEO. I know you turned down some things or looked some things. So now you're, now all of a sudden, three decades later, you're in a very big job. Tell us about how you got there. Yeah, so, um, well, my rise to, to the CEO, um, I've pretty much been in management and leadership all of my career. So I started off as a mental health clinician um, when I got out of college, and within three months, I became the assistant director of that program. Then I advanced in working to uh, another nonprofit, but then I worked with government at the highest levels with a mayor, with a governor, and then with a county executive where I was health and human services director. And that was a job that was very hard. I grew a lot in humility and leadership. But it also uh, really raised my profile because it was a highly visible uh, position. And while there, I turned multi, we turned, a team and I, incredible team, turned multi-million dollar deficits into multi-million dollar surpluses, serving more people with dignity and quality. And it was through there that I got recruited by the board chair at LSS, who came up to, called me and said, Hector, Everywhere I turn and people say, I need to speak with you. I have this important position available. Would you like to have a glass of wine and, and, and talk about it? Uh, so I, I said, yes. And uh, we had a glass of wine. It was supposed to be an hour turned into two hours. He went home to his wife who was upset because he came home late, but he told his wife, he tells me now that he told his wife, if this were my company, I would hire Hector on the spot but it wasn't his company and it took a six month process to get the job. And from what I understand, uh, pretty unusual for you to go in there because you had not been a pastor. You're not a Lutheran. Yes. Uh, you're not a pastor. Uh, and uh, but there was one other thing too that. Uh, yeah, was, non, I'm the first. Oh, you weren't Norwegian. That's right, that's right. <laughs> first non-Lutheran, non-pastor, non-Norwegian to run the organization in 139 years. So I feel so honored and um, 
to have the opportunity to serve in this organization that really has a history of credibility and legacy. I believe it's what, about 138 years old? Yes, 138, yep. We will be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Hector Colon, LLS CEO and University of Wisconsin Regent. Hector is sharing his journey from the boxing ring to the boardroom. Remember, you can listen to our Saturday broadcast live anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentor Radio Show. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org, oathbook.org. Here at Mentors Radio, we've been working hard to help you succeed in every way possible. That's why we're proud to let you know about our newest find, BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com links you to a credit processing company, Cornerstone Payment Systems, that truly shares your ethical values and that can give you lower rates immediately. They don't just say it, they prove it to you. Their commitment to ethical behavior is rock solid. For example, unlike most other credit processing companies, something you may not have known before Cornerstone refuses to process any porn-related business. They're not newbies either. The company we recommend has more than 50 years' experience and provides 24-7 in-house support. See what they can do for you today. Go to BetterCreditDeal.com. That's BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com. Ugh, Bob, I'm so frustrated. Sorry to hear that, Sarah. What's going on? I feel like I'm spinning. I I make goals to make money, work less, spend more quality time with family. But the truth is, I never actually achieve these goals. Year after year, I try to do things differently, but ultimately nothing changes. What's the point? Yeah, I did the same thing until I saw a friend completely change her life in less than a year. I was shocked. She sounded just like you a year ago, but not anymore. Wow, what'd she? Do. She decided to work with a Brian Tracy certified coach named Christoph Nauer. Certified by Brian Tracy? He must be good. Even better. He guarantees results. He listens. It's very customized to you. Wow, that gives me hope. As a listener of the Mentors Radio, you get a free one-on-one Take My Time Back session. Don't wait. Go to balance6.biz. That's balance, the number six, dot B-I-Z to book your free assessment. Balance6.biz. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with this week's guest mentor, Hector Colon, who is the president and CEO of Milwaukee-based Lutheran Social Services of Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. Hector was named the 2019 Nonprofit Executive of the Year by Business Times Media and Hispanic Man of the Year by Migrant Opportunity. So I had to make the note, what is migrant opportunity? I didn't know what that you were awarded a title, but what is migrant opportunity? Yeah, there's an organization here uh, in Milwaukee, and actually they have a, a national presence, but they're called UMOS. And so they're the ones that, um, that uh, gave me the award of the Hispanic Man of the Year. They, they have this, an annual event recognizing leaders who have exhibited extraordinary leadership and specifically making a difference uh, in the community. That's quite an honor. So when we left the last segment, you were giving us an idea of the scope of LSS. And we talked about, so why don't you continue with that so we can then talk about the turnaround. Sure. So LSS, we're about 60 million in revenue. 
Uh, we cover two states, Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. We have uh, about 800 employees. And our mission is to act compassionately, serve humbly, and lead courageously. And we do when we do that, we serve over 30,000 individuals on an annual basis. Individuals who have incredible odds stacked up against them. You know, individuals with addiction or severe persistent mental illness, the elderly, persons with disabilities, uh, children uh, that are facing the foster care or the criminal justice system. Uh, we do housing and uh, refugee services as well. So we really serve individuals who have incredible odds stacked up against them. And uh, of the over 30,000 individuals that we serve on an annual basis, uh, over 93% of them indicate that we have improved uh, their quality of life. Great, great uh, accomplishment. Now, when you came in, you had to divest several of the programs. Let's talk about the turnaround. You're a new guy coming in. You're not a Norwegian. Yeah. Everyone's got their eyes open. They, they, the people who hired you knew who you were, but a lot of the people in the organization and having done turnarounds uh, myself, how were you greeted and how did you win over their trust? What were the techniques that you can share with the audience? Yeah, so I had some ideas about their challenges. So I was very strategic about not imposing a new direction, a new strategy without really co-creating that with the organization. So I started off by asking five questions. I said, what are the biggest challenges the organization is facing? Why are we facing those challenges? What are some of our biggest opportunities for growth? What do we need to do to leverage those opportunities? And if you were me, what would you focus your attention on? It really is the answers and insights to those questions that were asked of all of our staff and the board of directors that really transformed this organization. They had great insights, great ideas. Now we put those insights and ideas into a strategic plan and move the organization forward. So I would say that that was key to gaining trust, gaining uh, starting a relationship and really co-creating the future along with staff. Uh, I also, there's a lot of changes on the board. Uh, today, 85% of the board members are new. Uh, compared to where they were when I first started. A lot of members in the C-suite are new. We flattened the organization by a million dollars. We divested of $13 million worth of programs. We were much more assertive and aggressive at renegotiating our contracts with, with the counties and the cities that we work with. In some cases, uh, double-digit increases. One, one, one example is a 60% increase in, in the Green Bay area. So we really did a lot. We initiated a productivity initiative. So there were lots of things that we did to implement uh, a more strategic approach that led to, in three years, a $12.4 million turnaround. Now, one of the hallmarks of your leadership style is uh, servant leadership. And for the audience, could you please describe that style for everybody and what it really means? Yeah. We, hear, we hear it a lot from people, but the question is, what does it really mean? Yeah, to make it as simple as possible, it's really having a high focus and a priority on your colleagues. So before any major decisions are, are made, how does that impact uh, your colleagues? And uh, so, so pay, you know, servant leadership, we want to pay our colleagues commensurate to the value that they provide. We want a, a lot of recognition a lot of appreciation. And we don't wanna, it's not a top-down approach. We are gonna co-create our future. We are gonna elicit input and feedback and really move together uh, as a team. So just a really high priority on the colleagues that work within the organization, because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to do all that we do. So it's just a really strong focus on them. And how have people responded to that? Very well. Um, you know, we, I, we did a voluntary survey um, and we asked our colleagues, are, is, the ser is the senior leadership team living out the values of servant leadership? And overwhelmingly, uh, over 80, 90% of the individuals indicated that we were. So we're trying to hold ourselves accountable 
to that. And we believe that servant leadership holds the keys to success. Uh, it's my understanding that the Fortune 500 companies that have servant leaders outperform those uh, that do not. So there's nothing, in, uh, when you talk about servant leadership, some people feel, well, they don't hold their people accountable. And that's not true. Accountability is a huge component of servant leadership. If we're not, but we're accountable to each other. We're accountable to the people we serve and we're accountable to the organization that we work in. And you've written a lot, uh, well, you've written about this in your book from the boxing to the boardroom. And let's talk briefly about the five uh, values that you talk about in the book. Maybe you can, we got about a minute and a half before we go to segue. Maybe you could cover a couple of them and talk okay. about where you learned them. Okay. I, know, I know you learned humility from your mother. I know that, but yeah. you probably, maybe from others as well. Magnanimity is about striving for greatness. And so you can be great unless you have daily habits and daily rituals and daily routines. So in the sport of boxing, I learned that if you want to be great, you have to have those routines. Wake up early in the morning, work out in the afternoon, work out in the evening, go to sleep early, go to, go to bed early. So magnanimity, I learned uh, through the sport of boxing. Humility at its core, it's about serving others. I learned that in the sport of boxing, you, even though it's a one-on-one -on -one sport, you have a coach that's right behind you. You have uh, sparring partners. You have individuals in the gym that are encouraging you. You have fans. So you can't do anything uh, by yourself. And I learned that virtue uh, in, in the ring as well. Um, courage. Courage is about facing your fears. In the sport of boxing, there's no greater courage than entering into that ring. That fear you feel is absolutely terrible, but it's that self-preparedness, that dedication, determination, and discipline that gives you the confidence to enter into that ring. So okay, courage is something you learn in boxing. We're going to break, and then we'll come back and get the last two. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Hector Colon, who is sharing his journey from the boxing ring to the boardroom. This is Tom Laura, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. Hey, professional business women! I know how busy your life is. To look your best, nails matter. The good news is I can save you a lot of nasty, chemical-smelling nail salon time. Just imagine a perfect manicure in just minutes at home, even while watching TV. No dry time, no smudges, no streaks, and your new manicure will last up to 10 days, often longer. I'm talking about 100% real nail polish. Yes, real nail polish, including top and base coat, all in one, that can gently be stretched for a perfect custom fit. Gorgeous, vibrant colors, soft pastels, gentle glitter, or can't-miss designs and nail art. You have options. For about $12 a set, you can even get some free. Choose your colors or designs. Receive them in about three days. Done. Everything you need is included. Polish easily removes and does not damage nails. Check it out. Nailsforme.com. Nails, the number four, M-E.com. That's nailsforme.com. Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of bulletproof founder Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus like it did for me. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. Feelgreat.vip to learn more. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with this week's guest mentor, Hector Colon who is president and CEO of Milwaukee-based Lutheran Social Services of Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. 
So you were talking in the last segment as we finished about the uh, five virtues that you talk about in your book and the source of where you learned about these. And you've talked about magnanimity, humility, and courage. So we got a couple more to cover. And those are? Yeah. So perseverance. And I learned perseverance uh, in the sport of boxing. So I fought my first fight and lost and immediately wanted to give up. But my coach said, come on, champ, you're a natural. You could be a champ. You got natural abilities. Let's do this. And so I fought my second time and lost again. And I really wanted to give up. So I here I go into the ring. There's this intense fear you feel, and there's nothing good about that. Then you lose, and then you start crying, and you're humiliated. So I said, there's nothing fun about this. But it was the way my coach encouraged me again. Come on, champ. You could be a champ. Don't be a quitter, champ. Come on, champ. And it was that third time. And I ended up becoming a seven-time national champion, competing all over the world with the United States national boxing team. And I grew so much in the sport of boxing because I did not give up. That later on translated into my career where, you know, I was um, passed up or when I got into occupational therapy, you know, I graduated with honors. I got a 3.83 from a master's degree. I got a, I was the only student to publish my thesis in the Journal of Mer uh, Occupational Therapy. And I take my first entrance exam to practice occupational therapy and I failed. And not only did I fail once, but I failed twice. And when I failed that second time, I was wounded and I, I ended up seeing Vernon Forrest, who I beat twice, become a four-time world champion. Jose Antonio Rivera, who I knocked out, become a three-time world champion. And I thought to myself, why don't I just go back to boxing? But then I heard the echo of that voice of that giant in my ear say, don't be a quitter. Don't be a quitter. So that perseverance that uh, I've learned in boxing has really helped me in life and leadership. You've been in a lot of new situations, so I'm sure perseverance really uh, is the key to working yourself through all these new situations where you were in an uncomfortable place. So what what do you think would have happened if uh, boxing wasn't there for you? What path would you have gone down? You know, um, I could have gone down the wrong path, like so many, uh, like my sister, uh, like so many of my friends that ended up in jail, uh, ended up addicted to drugs. Uh, are now some are, you know, living in poverty. So I definitely could have gone that direction, but the boxing gave me the structure, uh, the mentorship and the dedication, determination and discipline to become a successful husband, uh, father and CEO. How many children do you have? I have two children, uh, my daughter, Angelis, Maria Colón and my son, Elian Manuel Colón. Uh, my daughter's 18, my son is 16. I also have uh, three in heaven. And does your son want to go into boxing? <laughs> so recently he's been wanting to, and uh, I, I've been gently encouraging him not to. I think it's a really rough sport. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of brain trauma that comes along with boxing the lifestyle that revolves around boxing is, is very negative. Uh, I think it's a poor man's sport. And I, I, I believe that he doesn't need that. Like I needed that as a young kid, it provided me with a lot of structure and, and guidance. Um, so I'm hoping that he decides that he does not want to pursue it and play other sports. Now you're still involved in boxing though, are you? You're on the board, uh, the U.S. Boxing Board, aren't you? Why, why are you doing that? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm the vice president of, of the U.S. Olympic National Boxing Board. It's, it's just a really great way for me to give back to a sport that a sport and organization that it really helped create the person that I am today. And so part of my role as a board member is to ensure the safety and integrity of the sport and also to be there as a voice for those for those young kids coming up to let them know to be smart, to not allow those promoters to take advantage of them and to also pursue an education. And what was your motivation for writing the book? 
Yeah, I had uh, people along the way that have heard my story and couldn't believe that I would walk away from potential millions uh, from the sport of boxing. You know, Vernon Forrest, who I beat twice, became a multimillionaire. Uh, Jose Antonio Rivera, same thing. I competed with the with some of the greatest ever. And to just walk away from that, a lot of people were really impressed with that and encouraged me to write about that. And then I was, as I was advancing through my career and um, had different um, uh, positions, and then finally it felt right when I became the president and CEO of Lutheran Social Services, one of the largest nonprofit organizations in the state and really of the entire Midwest. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. This is Tom Laurie. We're with nonprofit turnaround pro and author of From the Boxing Room to the Boardroom, Hector Colon. Now, you've made it to the boardroom. You're involved in a number of boards. Tell us about some of your board activities. Yeah, so recently I was appointed to serve on the National Nicolet Bank Board, a great bank uh, in the state of Wisconsin, one of the largest mergers and acquirers in the state. I'm also on M3, which is the largest private insurance and broker uh, in the state. Uh, those are two paid boards, but I'm also on the UW Board of Regents, uh, the U.S. Olympic National Boxing Board, uh, and an organization called Summit. And how would you describe your board work compared to other things you've done? Is it like yeah. being in the boxing ring? You know, sometimes <laughs> you've got to learn how to bob and weave and, and roll with the punches, you know, and, uh, and also learn from the best. That's that's. You know, when I was a boxer, I was trying to learn from the best, my coach, other great boxers. And when you're in that boardroom, you're with top level talent. And uh, so it's really an honor, humble, uh, really an honor to be surrounded by those extremely smart people. And for somebody that's young and on their way up and would like to sit on a board, I know a lot of people that would like to be on a board. What advice would you give to them uh, to get their foot in the water and start moving in that direction? Well, the first thing we need to do is raise our hands and say you're interested because a lot of times uh, those individuals in the boardrooms might not know who you are. So raising your hand, but before you raise your hand, you got to be prepared, you know, you know, take, uh, you know, different courses, read different books about management and leadership and fiscal responsibility and strategic planning those are the kind of things that get talked about in the boardroom. So really advance yourself through knowledge, obtain a mentor that can help you and guide you and lead you in that direction. And at the end of the day, like I said, like I started with, raise your hand and say, Hey, I'm here. I'm interested. And I have value I can, that I can provide. Now I'm curious, how did your sister come out of all of this? And I believe she informed you as far as some of the services that you've offered over the years. Yeah, my sister uh, has been a blessing. She's been uh, sober and stable uh, really for 18 years uh, since my daughter was born. And so she uh, has her own apartment. I, I visit her often. And uh, yeah, she's a, she's a blessing in my life. And I'm glad she's doing well. All right, so that's it for this segment. We're going to come back in a few minutes with Hector Colon, and we're sharing his journey from the boxing room to the boardroom. This is Tom Lord, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Nauer. I'm a certified business and life coach, helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of Balance Six, money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to balance six, to nurture yourself and your relationships, and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel, and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago. But I assure you, my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz. 
A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org, oathbook.org. Here at Mentors Radio, we've been working hard to help you succeed in every way possible. That's why we're proud to let you know about our newest find, BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com links you to a credit processing company, Cornerstone Payment Systems, that truly shares your ethical values and that can give you lower rates immediately. They don't just say it, they prove it to you. Their commitment to ethical behavior is rock solid. For example, unlike most other credit processing companies, something you may not have known before, Cornerstone refuses to process any porn-related business. They're not newbies either. The company we recommend has more than 50 years' experience and provides 24-7 in-house support. See what they can do for you today. Go to BetterCreditDeal.com. That's BetterCreditDeal.com. BetterCreditDeal.com. And now... Back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with this week's guest mentor, Hector Cologne, who is named Nonprofit Executive of the Year in Milwaukee and Hispanic Man of the Year. I'm going to do a quick drill right now. I've got a series of questions to probe a little deeper on you. What is your special talent? Special talent, I, I have to say that it's uh, an overwhelming concern uh, for those that surround me. And I got that from my mother and, and really that servant leadership approach. What breathes life into you? Um, my family and wife. So you go home and they're your energy source. Absolutely. I do everything for them and they bring me joy and, and peace and, uh, and love. And who are your sources of inspiration? Um, starting with my mother, uh, who's comes from very humble beginnings is that great humble servant leader. I'd say, uh, my father too, who taught me the values of hard work, uh, honor and respect and my boxing coach, uh, who really brought out the champion in me and who really made sure that I could be a champion both in and out of the ring. What do you want your future to look like? Yeah, I want to continue to be in a position where I can have an influence on others. So I'm so honored and privileged to be at LSS, where we serve over 30,000 individuals on an annual basis, 93% of which indicate we have improved their quality of life. So I want to continue to be part of things like that, where I can have a big difference in the lives of others. And what do you, what is it that you wish you had more time for? Yeah. Um, I, I, I love to spend time with my family, uh, go on vacations. You know, I love to read and, and work out. Um, I do all of that every day, but, uh, maybe if I had a little bit more time, I would do a little bit more of that. What's the best advice you ever received? Don't give up champ. Don't be a quitter. Work hard, champ. Don't give up. What is your best habit? Prayer and meditation, daily mass. So my spiritual um, daily rituals, I think those are my best habits. What's your worst habit? Hmm. Ooh, that's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. My worst habit. 
I don't know, drinking too much coffee, I think. <laughs> too much sugar in my coffee sometimes. And what is it that you want the world to know about you? You know, I love people. Uh, really love people from diverse backgrounds. I was honored and privileged in boxing where I got to travel the world and uh, see people from different cultures, the Russians, the Polish, the Germans. Uh, you know, I love people, man. People, there's an infinite good uh, in, in people. And um, I think more people should recognize that and realize that there's more we have in common versus things we, we don't. And when you think about all the people that crossed your path over the years, those that have really found peace and happiness in life, what is the thread that links them all together? Yeah, I think just finding purpose in your life. Make sure your vocation is something that brings you uh, fulfillment and uh, life and, uh, and happiness. And finally, we got 30 seconds here. What has COVID taught you? Yeah, to continue to be resilient and that we can overcome, uh, but also to rely on others. You know, don't take this all on. It's been hard. Rely on your spouse, rely on your friends, stay close to them because that will help you overcome uh, this challenge and any other challenge. That's it until next week. Thank you, Hector, for sharing your insights. We've been talking with Hector Colon president and CEO of Milwaukee-based LLS and University of Wisconsin Regent. Hector has been sharing his journey from the boxing ring to the boardroom. We will post a link to Hector's book, From the Boxing Ring to the Boardroom, on our website, thementorsradio.com. When you're there, make sure you subscribe to future shows. Again, it's thementorsradio.com. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember, to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.